0: Random memories, like I saw one today that was like, you know, he when he was an assistant at Oklahoma. Yeah. Did you see this one where it was like, he was assistant at Oklahoma and he talked to this guy's dad about why you should live in an apartment complex. <laughs> and he talked to he talked his dad's ear off for like thirty minutes, and then he dropped then he dropped uh, leech off at the practice facility because he didn't have a ride there or whatever. And then basically, the son of the dad is a reporter now, and he got to meet. Mike Leach, obviously, working, I think he worked for ESPN for the Big 12 or something like that. I don't yeah. know. Um, and so I got to interview Mike Leach, and then he asked he asked him a random question, and then Mike Leach told a story of telling a man about why you should live in an apartment complex with kids or something like that, uh, which is so random, but obviously on brand. It's Mike Leach. Um, and then he was like, you know what? You told my dad that story. And he was like, really? Um and the guy was like, I don't know if he actually remembered or not, but, you know, whatever. It was still cool. It was cool, like, stuff like that. Cool seeing stuff like that.
1: Yeah, the only thing, I mean, I've been seeing stuff all day long, you know, RIP Mike Leach, and it's just, it's all good, wholesome, heartwarming Absolutely. videos of Mike Leach just saying whatever, whenever, and it's just a goofy guy. I mean,
0: I he's just doing, he's doing whatever, saying whatever, Yeah, not a care in the world.
1: It is, it is truly one of those moments where it's like... We lost a good one. Yes, absolutely. We lost a good one. So, um, welcome in everybody to the Goat Podcast. Uh, we got a we got a two host episode today. I'm your host Josh Robinson. I'm Walker Kirk, and um, this this is gonna be this is gonna be an interesting episode. Yeah. First and foremost, um, R.I.P. to Mike Leach, head coach of Mississippi State. For those of y'all, I don't. If you don't know, then you've been living under a rock. But for those of y'all that don't know, um, head coach Mike Leach was taken to the hospital on what was it Sunday? Yeah, I think it was Sunday night or Monday, Monday afternoon, or either Monday Sunday morning. S- between Sunday and Monday. Um, he had he was diagnosed with a, a massive heart attack and was in critical condition basically all day Tuesday, and it was released today Wednesday today t- no 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 he was in critical condition all day monday yeah so it was awesome um yeah. it was released this morning tuesday um the 13th uh that late last night sometime he had uh he had passed away so um thoughts and prayers with all of his f- friends and family uh yeah. those immediate affected and uh, of course those you know mississippi state fans I, it's it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, you didn't know him personally, but you had absolutely one of the coolest coaches because, A, he could, you know, most most seasons he could put together a winning team. Yeah. And on top of all that, he was entertaining. Absolutely. He was funny. Anytime a mic was put in front of his face, you knew something was going to happen. Yeah, I know. Um, he would guy, answer any, He would answer anything. Not a month ago, he was caught. He He went viral on Twitter for yeah what well, well what was it his wide receivers weren't performing so he uh, yeah. started folding up the the folding, folding up chairs, the chairs and yeah. putting the chairs out yeah. putting the chairs away so uh i mean that that just kind of shows the the type of guy he was hilarious he was absolutely you know uh, a just a guy being a dude but he also he wanted to win absolutely he wanted to win he was uh he was the type of coach that you would like base a tv show after yes just the type of antics he would get into just the type of things that he would do um and and it's going to suck you know, yeah, it's gonna suck. I I knew of Mike Leach's existence for like the last four or five years, and uh, this one, this is the first like celebrity slash well-known person's death. Probably, I would I would be willing to say, and maybe not in my lifetime. He's in like the top three or four of people that passed away that I know I had zero actual connection with. Mm-hmm. That like when I heard they passed away, it's like. That really sucks. Like, you know, it sucks when when someone passes away, anyways, but it's like he truly, truly, truly. I mean, it's like Mike Leach, Steve Irwin. Mm -hmm. um, That was rough. It it sucked when I found out Ray Liotta passed away. Really? Those kind of guys. Now, Mm -hmm. Steve Irwin and Mike Leach have a lot more common (laughs) than I think Ray Liotta. Yeah. But, you know, it is what it is. So, um,. Absolutely, not not trying to be sad, not trying to be downcast or anything. You know, it's he, he had no direct relation to me, but you know, someone like that passes away and isn't going to be around anymore. Uh, you absolutely, you, you truly, and I'm not trying to be, you know, funny when I say this. You do truly hate to see it.
0: Yeah, you do. So um, this is just notable thing. I didn't realize that his coaching tree was as impressive as it was. Oh yeah, um, which is kind of interesting. But um, Baylor's head coach Dave Arnada. Um, Josh Heupel in Tennessee. Yeah, I know. When I read Josh Heupel was in his coaching tree, I was like, "Oh, what the heck?" Was Josh Heupel
1: ever a coach uh, under Nick Saban? I don't know. I'm not totally
0: sure. I don't wow. know. Wow. Um, Sonny Dykes, who coaches at TCU, okay. obviously having a really good season. Um, and Lincoln Riley was the other one. Where it's just yeah. like I did not realize that he was Lincoln Riley was under Mike Leach. But then so, all these stories come out about Lincoln Riley. You know, yeah. getting offered. Because Lincoln Riley played college football, but um, I think basically the story is that like, Mike Leach was like, hey, I don't know if you really have a future in playing football, but the mind for it, you have, so you should come be an assistant to me. And basically, Lincoln Riley wow. was like, I don't really want to, and then... He sold him on it. Pretty much. Like, Lincoln Riley came in the next day, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm willing to do this. That's awesome. Uh, and now he's one of the... I mean, he has, what, three Heisman quarterbacks in his resume in the he last has, five years? Yeah,
1: three Heisman quarterbacks in the last five years, and, I mean, what was it? When he moved, uh, I forget if it was last year or two years ago, when he made the move to USC. Yeah. It was It was the most, like, awkward, weird signing because USC was willing to give him anything and everything. Yes. Literally said, hey, you're going to lose out on this much money, so we're just going to buy you a house worth that much money. Yeah. So, insane. Yeah. I I would I no cl- I had no clue that 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 was his you know coaching tree or anything like that mm-hmm. so uh, definitely safe to say that the the seeds that Mike Leach has planted in college football are not only going to last but they will flourish for a long time.
0: I agree absolutely. In the last what in the or in the late two thousands when he was with Texas Tech, you remember that Crabtree? I mean you remember Michael Crabtree back in the late two thousands? Yeah, that was one of the most exciting offenses. In college football, um, even though they didn't win too many games in the Big 12, because obviously Texas was really good and Oklahoma was firing, but whenever they had three losses, two losses, four losses, it was because of those powerhouses. Um, oh yeah. So Mike Leach was the innovator in college football. We all know it. Um, yeah,
1: my I mean, till the day he died, he, I mean, yeah. he was he was a he was the inventor of the, um, the the first man through the door with the the air raid. Yeah, Aaron airing things out over. I mean, when did that become popular? Two, three, four years ago? Not not super super long ago. Yeah, in college football. Yeah, college football. I mean, airing things out. You know, going over the top. Uh, he he was one of the first people to to be like, hey, let's uh let's throw the ball a little bit more. Let's just be a little throw heavy. Yeah, he
0: was definitely more modern of a coach, especially in late two thousands. As it got further into the twenty tens, it you know it kind of evened out, obviously. Yeah. But late two thousands, obviously, he was. um Really had I mean he was ahead of the ahead of the game. He, he was ahead, ahead of the, of the game. curve for
1: sure. He's which is weird because you 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 hear him talk, you see him kind of move around. And you're like, oh, this dude's probably like just a you know bread and butter standard. You know we're gonna you know we're gonna run on first down, we'll throw on second, we'll you know we'll do whatever on third, depending on you know where we are, and then we'll just punt and and, and that's how we're gonna live our life. But, no, he was an innovator. He was willing to take risks. He was willing to push things forward. He was willing to kind of, you know, be the first man through the door. And the first man through the door is always bloody. Always. Mm-hmm. You know, he always gets beat up, to, to quote Moneyball. Um, so, he he was willing to, to wear that and kind of be the goofball, the, the uh, you know, the laughing stock of, of football until, hey, things started to work. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't know that he ever got a national championship out of it, but he did not, but
0: he had a lot of really, really, really good teams. Like he overperformed for yeah, a lot of his season. Definitely
1: overperformed, and when you overperform a certain amount, then it's like, well, you just have to be with a program that can that can pay enough money. Because I mean, we're not going to get into it on this episode, but let's be honest. It for for as long as we can remember, the the college football team that won had the money to to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's. Building facilities, whether it's, you know, little under the table deals, like whatever whatever program had the the backing and the funds would would be able to make it make it work. So if he was ever, you know, he was with Mississippi State, uh, uh, an SEC program um last couple years that that was able to do things. I, I wish we could have seen it, you know, play out longer and, and I agree. See him get a natty. I, I I don't doubt that if he was with Mississippi State for the next decade things would have worked out mm-hmm. sooner or later, sooner or later. So you hate to see it. Yeah.
0: Um, one more RRP. This is, this is more for this is a little bit more of a niche RIP. I guess. There's a soccer journalist named Grant wall. Oh yeah. I don't, well, I, okay. A lot of people might've seen this. I'm not, sure. I,
1: I had never heard of him before. I had never known about it, but I, I do remember seeing that he, um, passed away in guitar and and the allegations of his brother. Yeah, yeah. Was, he passed away little.
0: in Qatar. Uh he collapsed at the game. We don't I don't that's what it said that he yeah. collapsed at the game. We don't know. Nobody knows. Well, people probably know. I we just don't know. Um but he passed away on Saturday. Um and he was a so- he was a very, very important soccer journalist. He wrote a lot of important articles. But not only was he a soccer journalist, he wrote for Sports Illustrated and he did LeBron James's first cover. He wrote oh, that wow. article. Yeah, I know, it's a pretty big deal. Um and he did John Wall's cover at Kentucky. I don't know if you remember the one where he's like in the air, basically. Uh-uh.
1: Um, but it, but not a no name writer. It, he is not just some. He not, is definitely not a no name writer. Not some blogger for Go yeah. Entertainment, whatever that is.
0: <laughs> um, and so many interviews and articles came out about Grant Wall, and so many journalists from all over the world because soccer is a global sport. Yeah, from all over the world were like talking about how nice of a person he was and how genuine of a human he was. Yeah. And a lot of people said that is how a journalist should be like that. He is the model yep. journalist. And he stood up He stood up for the work of the Sports Illustrated when Sports Illustrated won the doc, wanted to fire people and Doc Pay and stuff like that. And he stood up to Sports wow. Illustrated. All types of good stuff. Um, so R.P. to Grant Wall, uh, he missed out on the 2026 World Cup, which is very, very sad to see because, um, once again, in all the articles that I read, that's all he really liked to talk about pretty much was like American soccer and how to grow the game. Um he wrote a book about David Beckham coming to America in um, yeah. 2007 that happened. Yeah. Um in that book's I've read so before this even happened I've read bits and pieces of that book because you know it's an important book because Right. David Beckham coming to America is like a change in American soccer culture. Uh in the book I mean the bits and pieces I read are incredible and most people had it in like one of their top 10 soccer books to read. Yeah. So I mean he He's an author, journalist, all that good stuff. Um, R.P. to him. He has t- he had t- he has two kids and a wife. Um, you know they they're still out here in America. Um, so thoughts and prayers for them as well and his brother. Um, yeah, R.P. Grant Wall, man. So it sucked to see because when I saw it, I was like, oh, what in the world? What? Why did? What's going on with Grant Wall? Why is he trending? Because you know, guys like him don't really trend. He's just a journalist. And then I see why. Um, and uh, you know it sucked to see. It sucked yeah, to
1: see. You, you you absolutely hate it. Um, I mean it just it it. It's one of those heartbreaking things, and it's it. You can't given where the World Cup took place is taking place. It's you know it's about to finish, and we'll we'll talk about it here in a second. Yes, since we will. Since yes, you will. know, since Nick isn't here, um, <laughs> we'll talk about it here in a second. But given the the circumstances, given the situation, American journalists in Qatar. Randomly collapses. Didn't have. I don't. I. I don't know much about the guy, but from what I understand, didn't have any previous conditions. It was very much um, uh, a a weird situation. And the way Walker talks about him, he had. A, he had some clout as far as American sports journalists. Yeah. Did Le- LeBron James Sports Illustrated cover? You know, wasn't a a Joe Schmo. So. Um, sadly i you know the fact that it happened in qatar i i don't i have a hard time believing that i mean i imagine the family will get the body back but i have a hard time believing that it'll be untampered with to an extent that they can actually figure out what actually happened you know uh did he have a heart attack did he have a stroke did did you know what whatever was he poisoned was he killed you know it's it's one of those things so um you know just just a rough week for yeah a, yeah just a just a, rough week, Very so. much a rough week so um you want to get into some positive stuff and things yes, about the World yes Cup? absolutely, so Walker, I don't know if you're familiar with um so we're gonna talk a little hog this is this is go to entertainment. Talking hockey. This is a positive. Eh, it's kind of a positive moment. Uh, the circumstances for which this happened not super great, but it is. It's it's a it's a cool little story. There's a uh, a former NHL professional hockey player named Yamir Yager.
0: Absolutely I know who that is. Uh
1: he is fifty years old. Okay, he's oh, that 50 years about old. right. He, yeah,
0: when I was a kid he was popping.
1: He's a he's a Czech professional hockey player, played right wing. Um let me see if I can find the teams that he played for. He played for the Penguins, the Caps, the Rangers, the Flyers, the Dallas Stars, the Boston Bruins, New Jersey Devils, Florida Panthers, and the Calgary Flames, serving as a captain of the Penguins and the Rangers between nineteen ninety and twenty 2018? What? No, that can't be right. After leaving the Rangers in 2008, he played a season with the uh, KHL. With uh, okay, so um, professional hockey player. One of he's he's one of those guys that's like he's never in the goat conversation, but he is hands down. When he played, he was one of the best to ever do it. He you know he's top five every season you know to to touch the ice. Yarmir Yager. Um, and you know you, you play hockey. Hockey isn't a super high paying sport. But it it pays enough, you know. It it is it is one of the big four in in America, uh, North America, as they say. Um, so he amassed a, a small sum of money, you know that w- that I wouldn't be mad about
0: having. Oh, I would not be upset either. I would. And from
1: what I understand, in in uh, Czechoslovakia or Finland or somewhere, um, he has a a excuse me, he either owns or has a large stake in a uh, a hockey club over there.
0: Slightly profitable, I would assume. So you know, not
1: not bad, not bad. Uh, some things happened this past week uh, that mm-hmm. you know, some uh, one player got out with sickness, another one was sick, another one was hurt, sick, sick. They needed players. Oh, they no. needed players. Is this where this is? Um, and he said, you know, let me
0: get let out me there. Let me get out
1: there. So he made at fifty years old. He made his check. We'll we'll just call it his. If, hey, if you know the real thing, then shout out. If you don't know, just believe it was the Czech Hockey League. Um, the Czech Hockey League, because basically each country in Europe has their own. It's similar to to football. I'm assuming, football.
0: I'm assuming there's a first division.
1: Yeah, there's there's now. I don't know how much relegation there is, but most of the the Scandina- Scandinavian countries and a couple others have you know, their own professional hockey leagues. Uh, it's, it's more Scandinavia, Eastern Europe than it is, you know, Western, Western Europe, Europe and stuff like I that. I assume so. Um, it's a little cooler. Over there. A, little, a little cooler. Um, but he made his Czech uh, uh, National League debut. Not too shabby. Had what? two assists, which is not bad. That is uh, no, more than okay. <laughs> no goals, but he had two two assists in international hockey play. So uh, at 50 years old, that is more at 50 than 50 years old. That
0: is more than serviceable.
1: I could not go to the lowest professional hockey league. There uh there's a thing in Canada called Junior B, which is uh there you do get paid. Um I guess it would be considered the lowest pay hockey league, but it's like just barely. But it, it I, at the same time it is kind of like a percent a sizable percentage of those players will go to the NHL. Um I could not score a goal in Junior B. If you had me play every season for the rest of my life, I couldn't. I just couldn't. Oh, 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 wow. I just couldn't. Not
0: even off chance?
1: No. Oh, wow. No. If you gun to the coach's head said you have to give him the same amount of playing time as your starters, still couldn't. Still couldn't. I couldn't do it. That's right. So, um, for at least you're honest, at least you're not delusional, and some people will be like, I would be very lucky to get an an assist singular. One assist. Uh so the the fact that this guy was able at fifty, able not to come off the bench, come out of the owner's box mm-hmm. and uh, you know, put a put a beat down on these guys. I actually I, I don't think they put a beat down, I think they lost like it was pretty substantial. It was like eight to two or three. But he so, still got but he still got two assists. It was it was crazy. So um so shout out Yamir Yager. Uh that's pretty that's actually pretty good is the though. the boy isn't
0: it? That is kind of cool.
1: I think it's every little boy's dream yeah. to own a professional sports team and play for the team. Yes. So for him to get to live out that dream, maybe it was at fifty, shout out. Uh you know, it's it's uh it's a great look. Oh I hope the pain
0: look. medicine after the game was worth it. Also. Brother I'm sure he was very it's, sore.
1: It's like the Czech Republic, so the pain medicine is—it's just like steroids and all the things. Oh, it's just—it's some cocktail that some doctor okay, is whipping it. up, dude. It is. I'm not saying there's no laws over there or there's no rules over there, but uh, it's—it it's ain't not. like over here. Put it this way: they—it's Eastern Europe. Some people would just call Eastern Europe Russia, <laughs> and and Russia, Russians. I don't know if you know this. In the Russian, there's a thing called the KHL. It's the Russian Hockey League. Um, they have this thing called Russian gas and some teams do uh, basically every team does it some teams do it through like an actual like gas mask like an oxygen gas mask some people some teams do it through an iv some teams do it through like a shot um it's just roids it's just oh. straight up roids it gets these players going there was a there was a guy that played in the nhl for several seasons played for the penguins um well i believe it was an assistant captain and just he was you know he was getting older still wanted to make some money still p- wanted to play the game went over to russia played in the khl and uh, didn't do this, he didn't do the gas or whatever. And then one game, he was like, you know what, well, whatever, let's do it. Did it, had an amazing game, called his agent, said, dude, get some teams on the line, I'm back. Then the next day was at practice, and it was like, oh, no. Oh, no. Not, not back. Not back. That's right. So, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So, the Russian gas is, is real life. The Russian gas is real life. Hockey's a weird sport, dude. That sounds... Hockey is a weird sport. That sounds very
0: interesting. Especially because it's very probably... I mean, it's an older sport, but also, like, it's played in a, in a lot of European countries. It is...
1: So. It's an older sport, but it requires an uh, uh, enough, like, specific equipment that is, is like... Okay, I guess it's not... Too terribly old. Um I, I would imagine that it is newer than basketball, but probably no, it's older than basketball. Uh I would imagine older than baseball. Really? Maybe. I don't know, but not too, too much because of the skates, because of the gloves, because of the sticks. So I would assume it's also
0: probably expensive sport to get into for well, like fanta- North Americans. Dude,
1: fantastically expensive. Yeah, for North Americans,
0: I would assume it's because it's
1: the it's one into. of the only sports that not only do you have to pay for the gear, but another expense is paying for the ice time. Imagine if. And I imagine that you probably—I mean—you can find just a field and practice soccer. Now it won't be as high quality as if you were on a manicured pitch. I would imagine absolutely. But um, I mean, imagine you have a a soccer pitch that you can only practice on for one hour at a time, mm-hmm. and when you get done, they have to come and mow the entire grass before the next crew gets gets to play. Yeah, it's rough. So it's it's a it's a it's a bit of a deal, dude. It's a bit of a deal. So I would uh, to live
0: on a lake out in Saskask- Sask- 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 Saskatchewan. Yeah, 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 yeah. I would live out in a lake out there. Wouldn't it be great? That would be. I I a love line. watching
1: videos of of people in like northern Canada or or you know the Scandinavian countries, and they there's just a lake or a river, and they they're just skating instead of canoeing, instead of paddling. They're just. You know, I've been they're seen just a, carving up and down. Obviously,
0: since it's colder outside, I've been seeing a lot of those videos, and like people are showing how like they test to make sure the ice is safe or whatever. And then once they know the ice is safe, they're just
1: they doing whatever they want. They doing yeah. a full
0: ice skating yeah. stuff. It's yeah. cool. I'm it's, jealous. It's
1: pretty epic. It's pretty epic. I, I love it. So, uh, you want to talk a little World Cup we before talk. we before we let go?
0: Yeah, we gotta talk about the World Cup
1: going um, to the finals. Correct. Uh, do we have one more semifinal game?
0: Yeah, one more semifinal game.
1: France versus Morocco. Yes,
0: I know things. He knows things. I know things. Um, which is going to be such a fun game, very fun game. When does that play? Tomorrow? Yeah, tomorrow at one, I
1: believe. One p.m. Central Time. Central Time, baby. Um,
0: today, the goat played Messi, Lionel Messi. Argentina played Croatia, and um, Lionel Messi is thirty-five years old, and he
1: looked every bit. How is Messi thirty-five years old? I knew about Messi when I was sixteen, and I thought he was thirty-five years old then. Literally. That's what everybody was saying. Everybody's was like, I... He, he's he just, handed FIFA, because FIFA believes that money talks also. He handed the, FIFA does, the, the bench warmers thing where it says, I am 35. <laughs> and had like $10 million in it. And they're like, dude, Messi's 35. He's... <sighs>
0: it was a vintage performance today. Yeah. It was... I felt like a little kid again watching him play. It was... Yeah. Josh, it was that good. Um, if you can watch it... I mean, if you watch the highlights at any point... I need to. You'll you'll see him skipping through people like he's I mean like he's twenty one. Um it it was incredible. Uh he's been doing this for two decades now, which is even more Bananas. wild to think about. He and he's only thirty
1: what, 36. He's he's 35. thirty six? He's thirty five. He's The dude is thirty five years old. And he's just been crushing the game for Two decades. So he's been playing professional soccer since he's sixteen, fifteen. Yeah, sixteen. Yeah. That's why. That's why I thought he had been playing for forever <laughs> because he had already been playing for seven years when I found out about him. Yes. When I was like eighteen, nineteen.
0: And then also, the thing that's freakish is, is that the way his body moves and he shifts around, it's still like he's in his twenties. How? Okay. We've watched players age. We watch players yeah. age all the time. Of course. The miles on his legs have to be insane. Don't. Insane! And he's still moving like he like he does. And it's, it's just incredible. You can see the fire. He's on a mission. You can see the fire in a, his A, he's on
1: a mission. B, I guarantee you the man stretches. Probably. You don't... And weight lifts. Amongst other things. Yes. You don't have the longevity that that man has without putting in some preventative maintenance. That boy is very limber. I'm sure his legs are incredibly strong.
0: Um... But, anyways, the game was incredible. Uh, England got knocked out on Saturday. Oh. Yeah, it was very sad, um, but not really. So though.
1: you're telling me it's not coming home? Is what you're saying? It's not coming home. Oh, um, you hate to see
0: it. There was a big meltdown. I was, oh bruv, you hate to see it, bruv. I was at Poppy in Parliament. You know the place I usually I know, go to. I know, I know. Um, and I was sitting there watching it with some English, fri- English, yeah, English friends. Um, and they were, they were, they were sad about it, man. Oh. And, I, and I felt bad for them. But you know, France is like that. Tomorrow's game, Morocco versus France. Morocco is the first African team to make it to the World Cup semifinal.
1: That blows my mind. It is crazy blows to think about it. blows my mind that if out of the entire continent of Africa, Morocco is the first one to make it to the semifinal.
0: Yeah, I always thought it would be a West African country like Cote d'Ivoire or, um, or Nigeria or Ghana or Senegal But yeah. because they just play a different style of football. But yeah. this North African football is way more defensive and just way more boring, so it works out.
1: Walker Kirk pulling no punches. Everybody, I
0: don't know it is. It is what
1: it is. apparently plain boring makes you win tournaments. I mean, ninety percent of the time, the more boring you do something, the more conservative you do something, the better off you'll be in the long run. Yes, absolutely. You um, hate to see it. Talk about finances,
0: but yeah, that's the World Cup. Uh, the world, the final is going to happen on Sunday. So, what time on Sunday? I'm not sure. I think I guess
1: it's in the morning. Maybe like surely it'll be in the morning, like eleven a.m. Ten a.m. I, I don't know. So. So um, it's going to be Argentina versus gun to your head. Is it going to be France or Morocco? Morocco. I mean Morocco.
0: France. It's going to be France. <laughs> it's going to be France. <laughs> yeah, I said Morocco just because I was thinking about it, because I
1: want it to be Morocco, but right. France is just. Of course, good. you want it to be Morocco. You know, the oh, the, under, love it's the underdog, underdog story. You love to see. I wish we could get a uh, a silver medal, uh, a bronze medal game between uh, Morocco and uh, the ch- uh, Croatia. Oh
0: no, it is happening. Oh, that happens. Yeah, on Saturday. Yeah, it's oh, happening on shut Saturday, out, dude. Yeah, like, yeah.
1: I don't have to hope for it. It's going to yeah,
0: happen. Yeah, no, it's going to happen. Awesome. Um, which is really, I mean, Croatia is, this is probably going to be the last thing. Croatia is a nation of 4.8 million people. Yeah. Um, which is incredibly small. Like yeah. super duper duper small. Yeah. Um, and Pound Profound, they produce the most technically gifted football players in the world. Really? Um, and so this so this tournament, they they're going to be in the third place game. So either they're going to make it. So, they're going to get third place or fourth place, which is really, really good for 4.8 right. million people. Yeah. Last tournament, they got second place. They lost in the final, which is, first off, that was incredible. In itself. Yeah. And then the tournament um, in the Euros that just happened two years ago, they got in the semifinal again, and they got fourth place. So, it's just like... So, they're, they're on an upward trajectory. Watch out for Croatia in the 2026 World Cup,
1: possibly, question mark?
0: I don't think so. Mainly because here is the thing, and I say this, but they're probably going to produce another incredible footballer. Right. Um, I say this because this is their their best player. His name is Luka Modric. He's thirty seven. Yeah. And he's still moving like he's also twenty five. Um. And he's incredible too. The footballers, dude. Um. But you know, I th- I think this is the last hurrah for, for Croatia. But I say that, and then in two years when they play in the Euros, I mean, they're going to be in the finals again.
1: Yeah. Watch out for him. Yeah. Watch out for him. So love me, some hey
0: World of World Cup, love it. Shout
1: out, Miss Croatia. Yes. We, if you know, you know. YK <laughs> TV, dude. YK TV. If you know, you know. You hate to see you hate to see him get knocked out. YK TV. If you know, you know. Uh Miss Croatia. ciao Uh Walker, anything else you want to talk about? There's nothing else that
0: needs to be said after you brought that up. Uh,
1: all right, everybody. This has been another episode of the GOAT podcast. Uh, uh like, rate review, subscribe. Um I've been your host, Josh Robinson. I've been Walker Kirk and uh, uh not as always, but a, v- a very special episode um prayers up for for Mike leach and absolutely you know his family and everything so um we'll we'll catch you all Thursday this has been the go podcast